And welcome everybody to Haunting Live Podcast this week. Uh, thank you so much for being here. We are live on YouTube as usual. So thank you very much for hitting that subscribe button and also liking our videos. It does help us out very much here on our channel. We're always bringing you brand new content each and every week here on our YouTube and a new guest to interview in the paranormal field each and every week. Live Sundays at 4 o'clock here on Haunting Live Podcast. But thank you very much for taking your time out to be here with us. We appreciate that. We also noticed a bunch of new subscribers lately on our social media, so thank you all for subscribing and following us on our social media accounts here on YouTube as well. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram and Twitter as well, so you can follow us there as well. And don't forget, if you forget to watch the live show or miss it here on YouTube, you can always listen to our podcast on the podcast apps. So, uh, just pick your favorite podcast app and we should be there under Haunting Live Podcast for you guys. So thank you very much for being here this week. Uh, we do have a special guest joining us again. Uh, we're going to be talking to Yolanta Mary, a psychic medium and Reiki master, and uh, she joins us here today live. So let's uh, bring her in. Uh, hi, Yolanta. How are you? Hi, Trevor. I am fabulous. Thank you so much for inviting me to Haunting Live podcast today. I appreciate it very much for you taking your time to join us here today and talk about about your journey through mediumship and uh, what you do day to day for your mediumship and as a Reiki master also. Uh, but first of all, um, let's talk about a little bit how you got into being a psychic medium. What brought you into that field? What brought me into the field of being a psychic medium? Um, I think it's because I've always been a spooky kid. Um, I love everything paranormal. I can't, I don't have a memory where I didn't believe in magic and the paranormal. And I think a lot of that has to do with just experiencing things um, that other people just didn't experience, hearing voices, seeing um, apparitions, experiencing all sorts of really um, things that are just unknown. Um, and it just made me dive into it more and more. Um, and as a child, of course, I didn't know how to control it all too well. Um, but it's something that I did learn to control. And um, now I'm very comfortable with. Right. And as a child, how was it growing up? Were you were in the paranormal? Was it something that was open to you? Or were you supportive within your own family of having those abilities? Or um, well, I was really lucky. I have um, a younger brother who also experienced some things with me, although I did experience a little bit more. I had a little bit more contact with him. Um, but as it turns out, my I live next door to my grandmother and my great grandmother, um, and both were very, very well connected to the other side. Um, I learned so much from my great grandmother and my grandmother about connection with the paranormal. And after my grandfather passed, I actually found out from a cousin that I didn't just have 
these gifts and abilities passed down on my maternal line, I actually had them on my paternal line as well. Um, and his um, premonitions actually saved him and my grandmother um, from being killed by Nazis in Polish occupied Germany. Well, that's a great gift to have, definitely, if it saved you from something like that in life. Uh, you always want that kind of ability. Um, so how did you learn to use your abilities and what was your first type of experience that you had when you discovered you actually possessed these abilities? Um, it was, growing up, it was a lot of um, really weird noises um, and shadow figures. We, um, I shared a room with my brother for a while growing up and um, I can't tell you how many times we called in my mother because we saw or heard things in the middle of the night that were 100% real. Um, at one point, I must have been about 11 or 10 or 11, somewhere in that age group. And um, I'm sleeping in bed and I open up my eyes and I, I look over and on the side of the bed, um, there was actually a full body little girl just sitting there watching us. I couldn't see through her. She was completely solid. I could see every detail. Um, and I just, I closed my eyes and I started to pray and, um, I opened my eyes and damn it, she was still there. So I closed my eyes and I did a couple more, our fathers opened them and she was still there. And so I closed my eyes again and I was just absolutely terrified because in me, I knew that number one, I didn't know who this little girl was. Number two, there wasn't anybody in the home and it was the middle of the night and this just was not right. So completely terrified. I ended up falling asleep, praying in my head. Um, but it's just indicative of a lot of the other experiences that I had um, since childhood that just seemed to appear out of nowhere and that I had no control over. Um, it just always felt like it was happening to me as opposed to me being um, a participant in the experiences. So what did you eventually do then once you saw this full-bodied apparition beside your bed as a child, another child just that's not supposed to be there. What was the end outcome of that? Like, what did you do to resolve that? Um, well, I, I asked my mom um, the next morning if we had guests because we did have family from out of town. Even though I didn't recognize this little girl, I thought, well, maybe I'll ask. Maybe somebody came over and, and, I, and she said there was nobody over. Um, and then I told my brother and my sister, who were younger than me, terrified them. Um, quickly took the story back because I didn't want them to be scared at night because that's uh, what happened um, and then kept it more to myself. Um, it just, it was so real. I knew that it was, it had happened and it was real and it just felt like um, that I couldn't tell anybody because I'd, I'd frightened them. Yeah, unfortunately, sometimes that does happen in this field, especially if you're the one that is having the experience, but you want to tell somebody, but you're like, okay, what do I do now? Because I don't want to frighten, say, my sister or my brother, because they might be younger and not understand or something. Um, but what do you do with that, right? So um, was that the one situation that kind of drew you into it and said, well, this is something that I'm going to have to deal with the rest of my life? Or? Oh, no, <laughs> me and my brother, we had this, um, this thing called Thump Thump. Um, and it was a thing that walked up the stairs from the basement when we were left um, alone or when my parents were in a different room. And you could actually audibly hear footsteps coming up the basement stairs. So not like a creaking pipe, which we knew how to differentiate from, not 
um, just creaking from outside or cars outside. It was audible thump, thump coming up the stairs, thump, thump. Um, and if we didn't leave the living room, it would eventually make its way through the dining room, the same even pace, thump, thump, until it made its way into the living room. And we were just filled with horror. Um, it was an experience that wasn't inviting, it wasn't friendly, it wasn't nice, it was just terrifying each and every time. We would experience this together, we'd experience this with my little sister, um, we would experience this by ourselves. It was something that we did not enjoy being downstairs or home alone because of this noise. Um, and on top of that noise, when I'd go outside every once in a while, running around like a crazy child in a big back tree, big backyard filled with trees, I would actually hear my name being called. And it would sound like I was in a bell and every and just a whole bunch of voices all around me going, Yolanta, Yolanta, Yolanta. And so I'd run to my grandmother's and ask her if she had called me. And of course she would say no, run to my mother. And of course she'd said no, and there was no one else around. It, just these voices and the last time I heard them I think I was close to 14 um, and I and that's an age where you're old enough to understand and it was an experience like nothing nothing I can compare it to it really was like sitting in a bell and just hearing noises from from all over calling your name those ones were friendly those I never felt scared of um, but it was something that uh so I could tell the difference between thump thump was awful and well definitely you can um for sure understand noises within your own home like you understand when there's a noise coming within your home or if something natural outside of the home you can differentiate between the two sounds right or two types of sounds so um even a child can understand that okay that's somebody walking up the stairs i know that's somebody walking up or down the stairs so that must have been kind of scary to you then at that time because you weren't fully developed into your mediumship yet no um it was scary and um i'm really lucky because i had my grandmother my great-grandmother living next door so i could say some things to them they um and they really a wealth of information, especially when it came to passing. My great-grandmother had a lot of paranormal experiences that she liked to talk about. One of them was um, the dead walk. So before someone passes, her experience was a lot of the time their spirit would present to her um, in the days or the weeks in advance of their actual passing. And she had many experiences of this in Poland and then again here in Canada. Um, and they were all confirmed and every time someone would present themselves, they were a solid body. Um, and that helped me because as I got older, I actually predicted the death of everyone in my family um, that had passed. Goodness, um, probably from about 12 years old until um, current time. Um, and because I had that awareness, it took a lot of the fear away that, you know, the suddenness. Um, and it also gave me this feeling that um, of continuation. So there wasn't a, a fear that death is final. It was just kind of like knowing, oh, they're already here um, in some form or spirit is letting me know that there somebody is going to pass. Um, so it was kind of nice to have some things that they understood, but they only understood it um, to the level that they grew to know they didn't have any formal teachers they didn't have anybody to talk to the, talk about this so it was all through their own trial and error um 
So of course there was some misconception and it was run through a very Catholic um, filter. And those are things that I've learned to shift my perceptions on um, as I got older. Right. Um, was it easier for you then growing into mediumship and starting your development to, um, for these spirits to come and help you? Was it that sort of their message to you? Were they kind of guiding you through your journey as well? Were they, were they sort of like a spirit guide to you? Um, yeah, I think a lot of it was, um, I think a lot of the earlier stuff, particularly with um, some of the spirits, especially like the, um, my family spirits that would come through, it was more to give me that reassurance that there is life after death. Of course, um, being so inquisitive about everything metaphysical, there was some fear about, you know, what's eternity like and when does this end does it end and just all those really big questions and big feelings what is the meaning of life at seven years old so when they started coming forward it kind of helped um, in a way just letting me know that there is a continuation and that we are able to connect um, and that connection can be very meaningful and can be very solid um, and can be um, unquestionable um, some of the experiences I had have been absolutely unquestionable. Um, so that helped me and, tremendously. And then as I grew older and I met people who have had loved ones pass, it's, it became a big yearning for me to be able to share that with them because they're grieving and, and unaware or maybe having questions about the continuation of the soul or what happens after we leave our physical bodies. Um, and me having all of these experiences I thought my goodness like how awful would it be to be like normal um and then in question when I when I know so it was something that I really wanted to do um, and I think the catalyst to pursuing um formal training so I knew how to control it and I knew how to get um um information that other people would want because up until this point it, it all seemed more accidental it seemed like it was happening to me and I wanted to do it on purpose for a purpose was um, a family I met through work um, and they were clients of the company I was with and just fell in love with them like it's just such a beautiful beautiful family just beautiful family so loving so wonderful um, and unfortunately, their daughter became very sick. Um, and unfortunately, she ended up passing away. Um, and I remember the phone call I had um, with the dad um, the second time she became very ill. And I remember him just telling me, and I'm going, yep, I know for sure this is it for her. Like, I hate to say it, but like I, I knew that this was the case. And after she had passed and just how crushing it was for them. I thought if there was any, any possible way for me to help them understand that she's never left, um, that would be the most magnificent thing because she didn't and she's not in pain and, and they're suffering so much. And I just wanted to ease a little bit of that suffering that they had. So I very consciously started looking for places to learn and, and make this um, something valuable 
for for other people and not just me and and my family that have been blessed <laughs> so well with having things move around the house or seeing you know weird strange bodies um but kind of bring it um bring it to others Right. And that's the most wonderful thing you can do, I think, with the gift of having mediumship abilities is to actually use that to help people understand what's going on in their lives, whether like your situation or they lost a loved one or something happened and they want to have that connection still. Um, at least you're there to provide some kind of guidance and assurance for them that, you know, their loved one is still around. Yeah, it could never replace it. Absolutely never could replace um somebody here in the physical um, and it absolutely will not take away grief but it's it's something to to provide a little bit of comfort so let's go on then to what do you do um, sort of day-to-day -day with your clients that you have um, what type of services do you offer to your clients directly with your mediumship abilities um, so I do um, mediumship readings, so we connect in with their loved ones, um, and during those readings, they are evidential, so we try to give evidence that it is their particular spirit person that's coming through. So spirit does try to provide us with information of what they look like, what their personality was like, what their relationship with the sitter um, was like, how they passed, you know, shared memories, that sort of thing, just to kind of draw a picture of what they were like. Um, and then we go into um, some messaging for the clients. So spirit will kind of let them know why oh, I've been watching and kind of like let them know some things that they know have happened since their passing. So things that um, they wouldn't have known when they were here in form and then give them a little bit of guidance. So a lot of spirit, um, they can't tell you what to do. They won't tell you what to do because of course this is your, your own life and you're living it to the fullest or at least you should be. Uh, but they can give some higher perspective guidance. They also will, at the end of the reading, or even sometimes throughout the reading, um, start dropping um, just pieces of um, stories for forgiveness. So where there was um, difficulty within a relationship or hardship or hurt, so they try to um, apologize for that. To, to get rid of that because oftentimes um, those hardships or those uh, perceived loss or guilt um, create blocks in a client. And that of course is going to make it um, more challenging for them to live a full life. Um, so spirit really is here supporting us and they really um, want us to live like these happy, wonderful, fulfilled lives. And, um, and they try to do that through a reading. Um, so apart from doing mediumship readings on a one-on-one -on -one basis, I do group readings. So we do that um, with multiple sitters and we try to bring through some um, loved ones for everyone. I also do intuitive readings. Um, so that's looking into someone's energetic field um, and going through their energetic field as if, um, if you continue the way you are going right now, these are the most likely outcomes. Um, and the whole purpose of an intuitive reading is so that way people feel empowered to make choices in the future. So if I say, I see um, you're gonna have, like it feels as though there's gonna be an argument between you and this individual. Um, 
you can come into that and say, okay, well, can I avoid this argument? And if the answer is no, then you know that you can respond to it in a better way. So instead of creating friction and creating hardship for yourself and that other person, you can make better choices for yourself. And of course, that's going to propel you to a better future. Um, so it's all about personal empowerment when it comes to intuitive reading. Um, I believe that we come in pre-planning some stuff, but a lot of the stuff for most people is whatever we choose to experience in this lifetime. So if we get to write as we are here, then we might as well write ourselves some really magnificent lives um, and not too much garbage. I mean, garbage can be fun too, but not too much. Yeah, for sure. You have to have that right balance between um, what you're doing in your life and where you want to go, I think is important as well. So it sounds like that would help somebody that's having maybe a rough time with certain issues in their life to sort of give them guidance to where they need to go. Yes, yeah. um, especially at this time um, with COVID and everything, uh, it's just the general climate um, of people is a lot of confusion, a lot of people wanting and needing the clarity because it just, uh, there's just a lot of stagnation. We've just kind of been rolling in the same awful wheel and everybody's ready to jump off of that. Yeah, I totally understand that for sure. Everybody wants this to be over and back to normal as much as possible. So I think a lot of people are looking for that clarity, that intuition right now. And I think a lot of mediums that I have on the show, even intuitive experts that I have on the show are saying that themselves are saying a lot of people are looking for that clarity right now and what direction to go in actually one thing i do ask people that come on my show as a guest is that type of question that you're just talking about right now um during covid people might be having a lot of different experiences that they're not used to having saying they're home a lot more they're in their own environment more than they're used to being um maybe they're experiencing paranormal issues or they're having different feelings or visions or whatever it may be um what's what do you suggest to somebody that may be having issues right now with paranormal things that they're not used to having say by being home a lot uh, oh goodness my okay so um i always like to start with self-care um really important is the self-care you need to be able to sleep properly eat as healthy as you can drink a lot of water do some sort of physical movement the reason we want to do that is we're raising our vibration and we raise our vibration we make it uncomfortable for things with very low vibrations to be near us so if we're having paranormal experiences and we're at home yelling and screaming all the time because we're stuck with the same darn people all the time um, then that's just going to attract negativity to us. So we want to raise that vibration. So if we are experiencing paranormal things, they're more likely to be, you know, our loved ones in spirit or beings of light. Um, so that's one thing. Um, meditation is really important too. When we clear our minds, we're able to get more messages so we can understand. Maybe we can go in ourselves and say, hey, who's here? <laughs> what do you want? Tell me, what do you want? Maybe we can get some of that messaging ourselves, um, because of course everyone is able to do this. But again, I just wanna really, really stress, law of attraction, do positive things. So that way we attract really wonderful, positive things to us. Um, when we're in that funk, and a lot of us are in that funk, I'm one of those people who has been in a funk every once in a while, raise the vibration because we want to only attract those really good things and those really good paranormal things scary paranormal stuff does exist and it sucks so let's just kind of raise the vibe um other things that you can do is um if you're having like 
some serious issues or some questions. Um, there are really great online resources and there are people that will happily help. Like I, if you shoot me an email, I will happily respond as long as I'm not going into your energetic field, like, and I'm not doing the work myself, I can give you tips and tricks on how to mitigate that yourself or kind of a direction to go to. So like use resources as best as you can. And I've definitely fielded um, some paranormal questions over the last year and a half from people who have experienced them. Um, and I don't charge for that because I'm not going through your field and I'm not doing the work. I'm just providing a little bit of guidance. Um, but the, those are just kind of like stepping stones. But the number one thing for, for me, and it's the number one guidance I give a lot of the time is to just do that self-care, raise that vibration. So that way the law of attraction can work for you and you can attract positive things that bring you joy. Um, and that's really the ultimate of what we want to experience. Yeah, great advice for people that are having those type of issues is just like you said, to keep positive and try to raise their vibration and not draw on anything negative while you're experiencing maybe some issues, whether that be paranormal related or you're just having family issues or whatever it be during COVID or whatever. So um, great advice. I think that's wonderful advice to share with people. Yeah, and sometimes, um, like if you're thinking you're seeing something in the corner and it's kind of like freaking you out, don't stare at the thing, right? Don't be like, oh, it's there, ah, and adding to it because if it's there to scare you, it wants that fear. So just kind of like physically turn your body and be like, eh, that doesn't exist and call in. You have loved ones in spirit say, hey, grandma, there's this thing to help me, help me get it out, <laughs> do something. And then do something where you're outside of that. What you don't want to do is when something's feeling really funky is to give it attention or give it energy. Just so if you have to physically turn your body, physically turn your body. Um, but call in to your loved ones. If you believe in angels, call into the angels. And that's as easy as just saying, hey, I need your help. <laughs> Come fix this. Do this for me. Um, I can tell you not all that long, but I was in, I was in a little bit of a funk, um, but I woke up in bed and I very clearly saw something really funky kind of like hanging out at the foot of my bed. And I was just like, yeah, not today, junior. And I rolled right over, called in and ignored it. I could feel it still there staring at me until my spirit people came and removed it it was loud in my space because I was in a funky spot, right? I wasn't doing what I needed to do for self-care. So unfortunately my vibration, my vibe, it, um, it said, Hey, green light funkiness. It's a funky party. And it really wasn't. So that was my um, clue that I needed to, I don't know, clear the energy of my space, clear my own personal energy, do that self-care and raise the vibe. Yeah, that helps a lot when you have guidance from whatever it be, like you said, angels or spirit guides or whatever you want to call in to help you. Um, I think it's good to call them in once in a while just so you get that extra boost and allow them to take care of some of the energy, energies that you can't take care of. So, um, But let's move on to energy. Speaking of, um, you also do a bit of Reiki as well. So how did you get into doing the Reiki side of things? Um. Reiki I actually did before I took any formal mediumship classes um, there was a Reiki master in my area and I just thought well oh, heck 
um, this sounds pretty cool. Um, I had experienced a Reiki session one time while I was giving birth by an aunt that apparently did Reiki. Um, didn't really know if I felt anything or not. Um, but apart from that, I didn't have too much knowledge of what I was doing. It just sounded really cool and something like I really wanted to do. Found out later that my mom was actually a secret Reiki master. Uh, <laughs> she just forgot to tell me. Um, but it was one of those moments where the moment I got attuned, it was like the greatest experience. All of a sudden I have magic hands and decided to pursue it further and further. Um, Reiki is fabulous on a Reiki table. You experience all sorts of things you can experience um, warmth or breezes. I've had clients sit up and look at me because they said it felt like my hand was like inside their bodies, like rubbing their organs and stuff. It is actually a really cool treatment. Um, it's supposed to leave you feeling relaxed. It can also help remove some of those energetic blocks that have been a little bit difficult for you to move. So basically in Reiki, we're just moving energy throughout your body and filling it up with a little bit of source energy. Um, for me, it's a ton of fun. Um, but I also really enjoy just going through people's energetic clutter um, and trying to move them and uplift them. And it's all about just people feeling better about themselves and people being able to live a better, happier life in these, you know, tight genie in a bottle kind of scenarios that we're in. Yeah, you're always expected to be so set in your ways like you have your body is your body right but you have energy to your body as well so that also needs to be sort of gets massaged once in a while the energy needs to be shifted as well so you can't just have a stagnant energy blob in your body so um but i know the benefits that people get out of doing reiki like you were just saying people need to have their energy shifted once in a while to get their organs better and stuff like that. But um, what kind of benefits do you yourself find that you have when you do Reiki on somebody? Do you have any benefits that you get out of it? Um, so I actually receive Reiki while I'm giving Reiki, which is pretty amazing. So Reiki comes in through the crown chakra and goes into the heart and then out through your hands. Um, so as I am being a channel for the Reiki energy, I am also receiving Reiki at the same time. For me personally, I, um, I love picking up what people's bodies are talking about. So I really enjoy the intuitive aspect that comes with Reiki. So I like talking to the client after and being like, whoa, I really saw work is really heavy on your shoulders and this and that we tried to move that energy. But it's, for me, it's that inquisitive aspect of myself. I'm always curious and then I'm curious about my clients and what we can move and what I'm seeing like it's just it's pretty amazing so when I have a client on the Reiki table um, I get a lot of intuitive information that their energy is talking about a little bit it, the information is a little bit different than when we do a psychic reading it's just what's what's there um, I love the way that information comes through it feels really fun and funky for me. Um, I love receiving the energy um, as it's going through me and into my client. Um, I love 
going through my client's energy and moving what I can in that day and then going through it one more time and feeling how different it feels before the client even tells me like it is just um it's a ton of fun like really it is it's just a ton of fun it's playing with energy it's learning about other people's energy it's just it's constant exploration and for me that's that's a great time like it really is yeah i'm sure the client also has a wonderful time getting their energy healed by the reiki master obviously doing the work for them so sounds wonderful but um just before we let you go here yolanta thank you so much for being here as our guest today on haunting live i appreciate it um have you been working on any projects or anything that you'd like to talk about before we let you go um, i'm really hoping for um 2022 um, to maybe start running some classes. So I have a few things that I'm thinking about in terms of like workshops or classes. Um, so people can kind of become um, either attuned to Reiki or practice a little bit of their intuitive side. Um, that of course is just in the works with all of this COVID stuff. I've put a lot of things on the back burner just because I wanna make sure that I'm in the best place and that anyone that works with me is um, receiving um in the best way possible so i just want to make sure i can do that remotely or in person or, or what have you um but apart from that i am back to doing all sorts of fun readings and i'm still just doing remote reiki um eventually i'm hoping again 2022 where i'll start seeing some in-person clients again and do you offer also readings as well in mediumship too your clients that want to have readings done Yes, so I'm doing mediumship readings and intuitive readings online right now through Zoom. Um, I also do telephone readings. Uh, again, um, the in-person stuff is slow to come. I'm so excited to see in-person clients again, um, but that will hopefully come in the next few months, depending on the uh, external client climate. Well, there's always Zoom and other formats that you can use for your clients, which is great and wonderful that we have that ability these days to do this kind of stuff over the computers. So it's uh, wonderful compared to before how we did things, right? So at least you have that as an option. You know what? As much as I like seeing clients in person and it does add a different element, I think people connect to me better when we're in person because I'm just not a picture on a screen. Um, the readings are exactly the same as they would be in person. But there's the added benefit of if you see me in person, you come to my place in person and you just have a just complete meltdown, you still have to get to your car after, you still have to drive your car, you still have to get home. So you're, you know, you could be ugly crying with me and then having to take that out into public. But over Zoom, you do it, you shut your computer, you can have whatever personal moments you want, or you can go quickly and grab yourself some ice cream, um, whatever your self-care after is without actually having to leave a physical space, drive to your own physical space in whatever state um, of healing you're in. So definitely huge bonuses to uh, the online platforms. Yeah, definitely. And I think you can reach more people as well that way too, right? You don't have to be within a certain radius of your location for them to come to you at. I mean, they can be from anywhere in the world pretty much or just call you and say, I'd like your reading, please. <laughs> yeah, so. I just uh, I just got off the um, just got off a call with somebody in Quebec. Um, so that otherwise would have been a pretty, pretty long drive. <laughs> 
uh, definitely opens the doors for everybody, I think. Um, and thank you again so much, Yolanta, for being here. It was wonderful to hear your stories and how you got into your mediumship and also what you do for Reiki for people. I think it's wonderful that you're out there uh, helping people and doing what you do. Thank you, Trevor. And thank you so much for making my very first podcast experience such a good one. It's been wonderful having you. And again, thank you for taking time out and being here in Haunting Life. I do appreciate it. And I'd love to have you back anytime. Awesome. Thank you so much, Trevor. And that was Yolanta Mary, and she has been our guest today here on Haunting Live Podcast. So thank you guys so much for being here and joining us and uh, listening to her stories about how she became into mediumship and what she does day to day and how she helps her clients out uh, doing Reiki as well as mediumship for them. So it was wonderful to talk to her. And if you'd like to check her out, we'll leave her contact information down below in the description and you can check her website out and contact her if you want any help from Yolanta. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in to us here here on Haunted Live Podcast. I appreciate you guys taking time and watching us here on uh, YouTube today. We are live on YouTube each and every Sunday at 4 o'clock with a different paranormal guest that's in the paranormal field. Uh, it could be any topic in the field, but our main topic is paranormal mediumship and spirit communication and their spiritual journey and experiences that they have in it. So, um, like our guest today, she talked about a lot of stuff that she had happened to her. So wonderful to have her on as our guest today. Each and every week, though, we do have a new guest. So be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're new here. We would appreciate that very much if you like what we do. Uh, don't forget to like our videos as well because that helps us out on YouTube here. Uh, we also are on Facebook and other platforms also that you can check us out on and follow us. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, we are also on the podcast apps. So if you miss the live show right here every Sunday at uh, 4 o'clock, you can listen to the podcast app later on on any podcast provider. So our main ones are iTunes and iHeartRadio. You can check us out on. So um, other than that, uh, don't forget to check out also Chris here at Haunting Live. He does Oracle readings every Saturday night. Uh, we're switching formats, though, for him. He's going to be over on Facebook nowadays, and you can catch him under the Facebook Rooms app. And uh, just join the room when he creates it for the event each and every Saturday. And you can actually talk directly to the host and get your questions in and uh, ask questions back and forth live. So you don't have to type in chat. It's a bit of a different format. So uh, we think it's going to work uh, a little bit better for that. So you guys can actually interact live in person with them and ask your questions and uh, get your questions answered uh, right live together. So check out that on Facebook each and every Saturday if you want free Oracle readings and uh, get your questions answered uh, by Chris here at Haunting Live. Don't forget to also check out our official website, which is hauntedlightpodcast.com. You can check out our great merch that we have available for you guys. Right now we have some holiday discounts on our website. You can get different items like crystals and handmade items. You get smudgy materials, things like sage and stuff like that, that you can use in the paranormal field. And uh, we have some great discounts going on right now under our merch page. 
but don't forget to check out the rest of our website, like our YouTube videos we have on there. Our episodes of Haunted Night Podcast are all listed on there. You can also check out the events tab, which we have great public events coming up next year for 2022. So check that out also. But with that, guys, have a great rest of your weekend. Don't forget to tune in next week. We have a very awesome guest coming in next week. Can't wait to have this person on. Uh, deals with uh, TV and the paranormal, a paranormal TV show that's out there. So that's going to be very exciting to talk to him about what they do on the show. So can't wait to uh, have next week's guest on as well. But with that, guys, take care. Have a great rest of your weekend and uh, stay tuned for next week's show. We'll see you then. I have been a medium or an intuitive since any of my family can remember. When I started talking, it wasn't always to people who were in the room. Well, I started off as revealing like tarot. I've um, moved more over the last four years, um, astrology and spiritualism. In a way, spiritualism goes back to my roots. I suppose my first gift I had, and I thought everybody knew I could, this is a really bad one. I always knew when people were not telling the truth. And I thought everybody could do that. It was a bit of a shock afterwards when I found out that actually what I was doing, I was, I was tapping into something else. So when I was a very young kid, I actually used to see some orbs in my room and dark, dark figures, and I, I was very afraid of the dark. It was right when I had like one computer in my house. Um, and I would go on and I'd Google ghosts and like look into it to see, understand them, but I would also get very freaked out. Join us here as you are Divine Oracle Weeks live radio show. This is great where you get to actually be able to listen, sit back, and hear what's going on with us here at Talking Live Podcast and Divine Oracle Readings. Who knows, you might be able to take part. You can only catch us live here online on Facebook.